1: Good morning. It is Thursday, October 19th, five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So President Biden landed in D.C. early this morning following his visit to Israel, where he reaffirmed his support for Israel. He's also said that trucks carrying humanitarian aid will enter Gaza from Egypt's Sinai Peninsula in the coming days. That's according to the White House. Biden said the people of Gaza oh,
2: you mean Hamas?
1: need food, water, medicine, and shelter.
2: Nothing says we're going to stamp out Hamas like giving them a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, Casey, this hour, this hour is dedicated. I am hereby, I am telling you right now. Yeah. But Casey will tell you I am doing the two doing the fingers. The, the uh, well-assembled plain lady fingers. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, this hour of radio dedicated to some of the dumbest, most ridiculous people (laughs) alive. and We're just the people to deliver it. We will start with Joe Biden. So keep in mind, yes, you're correct. He he is either no longer coherent enough to realize or he realizes and doesn't care that when you talk about, air quote, humanitarian aid Mm -hmm. to these terrorist countries— What do they do with water lines,
1: Casey? They take them apart and reassemble them in the shape of a rocket. You're just—you might
2: as well just say we are handing Hamas a hundred million dollars.
1: Yeah, it's like he's playing both sides with this okay. because he's saying to Benjamin Netanyahu, "We're going to give you yep. money, humanitarian aid, your supplies, everything you need." But we're also going to send money over here to these guys.
2: It, so, yes, and this is why the this thing never gets resolved. They never just tell Israel, go, make it a parking lot. You go until you're done. You have our full support. We're not giving you troops, but we are behind you 100%. And if mm-hmm. you need a carrier, you know, at sea or whatever, we're, we're behind you. Uh, he, so he got on, air. he's on Air Force One, and he just... Even when he's on the right side of something, Casey, he just can't be and sound like a coherent, normal person. Mm -hmm. He's right. He is standing with Israel. Now, he's a moron, an idiot for giving this money to Hamas and saying it's humanitarian aid. But listen to this explanation about... uh, Israel and not bombing the hospital and what he says about Hamas. Listen to this.
3: know about the hospital, sir? People all over the region um, are upset about the hospital and don't necessarily believe uh, you or the Israelis that they didn't have anything to do with it. you have a message to the people in the streets right now? Well, I can understand why in this circumstance they wouldn't believe. I can
4: understand that. And, uh, but uh, I would not you notice I don't say things like that. Unless I have faith in the source from which I've gotten, it. our Defense Department it says it's highly unlikely that it was really Would have a different footprint and it intercepted some anyway. Yeah. And uh, so that's why, if you notice,
5: I didn't say it at first. Been, I wanted to make sure that I knew. And look. I'm not suggesting
4: that Hamas deliberately did it either. It's that old thing. Got to learn how to shoot straight.
1: <laughs> did you hear the end of that? Got to learn how to shoot straight.
2: I can't begin to tell you, coming from the president of the United States, how offensive that is. That you are telling God, you are telling Hamas, mm-hmm. you've got to learn to shoot straight when you shoot your rockets at Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everybody should be losing their minds over that, that this delusional, dithering old fool would tell a country that we send billions of dollars to every single year and is our lone, reliable, consistently reliable ally in the Middle East to tell the terrorists who are, who just killed their enemies, a thousand of their people and some of yours, hey, you guys got to got to learn to shoot straight yeah so does after, he realize that if it didn't hit the hospital where it would have gone does he realize that after
1: all of that drama then it turns out at the gaza hospital it wasn't bombed the parking lot was 500 people didn't die oh and the rocket wasn't from israel it was from a failed rocket that palestinian terrorists shot at israel it's absolutely insane i,
2: I mean that, that 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 casey that thing had everything for biden it had ridiculous assertions which is I can see why people would think that the Israelis bombed the hospital. Why? There was not a shred of evidence that Israel bombed that hospital. Not from the get-go. The only reason people would believe that is Hamas propaganda Mm -hmm. reported Mm -hmm. by news outlets. Right. Period. So it had the... the, And that's what happened. The the, media took their word. Oh, okay. This is what they told us happened. It had the wholly ridiculous statement, number one. Then it's got him mumbling and trailing off. And stopping himself. Mm-hmm. We almost got an anyway in there, I think. <laughs> and then it ends with this incredibly offensive and insensitive statement. It is just like he did in uh, Maui, where he's like, hey, I almost lost a car one time. You guys better really buck up over here. Yeah, He does this all the time.
1: He looks like he just woke up from a nap. And the reason that I say that well, it's hard to tell with him if that's just him or if he just he's still waking up. Because a lot of people are commenting that his chin looked really funny. Like he had these two... Marks on his chin, I think it was from his CPAP machine. Like
2: he was taking a little snooze fest. You you think on Air Force One, Biden's got to, they got to get the CPAP out for grandpa?
1: Yeah, I think they do. And then did you see how John Kirby and Antony Blinken are in the background kind of (laughs) lingering? Like they're his handlers. They look, the look on their face reminded me of how I looked watching my daughter when she would go in the pool. Yeah. When she was little, like, are you okay? You okay? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. what's going on? Do I got to come in any minute to rescue you? The whole thing, ridiculous.
2: All right, Casey. As I said, this hour dedicated to some of the dumbest, most ridiculous people alive. And the only people that I can think of that can really give Joe Biden a run <laughs> for the, for his money in mm-hmm. terms of doing stupid stuff mm-hmm. and being as ridiculous and anti-transparent about it as possible are the just very high IQ Mensa members who run the little community where I live, there on the west side, Brownsburg, and well, you know, tonight, Casey, with just one week's notice, and public it's on fall input. break. It's a public input session mm-hmm. for a project they've had for two years and haven't shown anybody a damn thing about. It's a city of Atlantis they're building out there <laughs> in Brownsburg, and so since the town has decided, you know, on this show, we don't, we don't get mad, we we, we, get we we get even, and we just have this little radio show as our only way to kind of tell the public what's going on. Since for two years the town has hid a monumental amount of disastrous information from the community because they have some weird fetish with this uh, aquatic center. We're going to have somebody who has all the information, a guy who all that not not that long ago was actually on the town council. Mm -hmm. And when we do these segments like this, yes, it's where I live. But even if you don't live there, wake up because this same sort of deceptive, anti-transparent crap Mm -hmm. is happening in local governments all across central Indiana. A former Brownsburg town councilman is gonna join us to tell you something that is gonna make your jaw drop on how awful these people are who run communities across the state.
1: All right, Brian Jetson joins us next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
0: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love
2: 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey He's here, and you know, Casey, on this show, we have a slogan. What's that? And that is, don't get mad. Even. Oh, okay. <laughs> and when it comes to fighting back against really bad ideas from government, oh, well, all we have is this little bitty radio show that you can hear from Illinois to Ohio and all points in between. Don't threaten me with a good time. So tonight there's gonna be, there's gonna be a public input. I'm doing it with air quotes here. You can't see it, but public input session on this proposed City of Atlantis that they want to build in the uh, in the town of Brownsburg. You know, this is the 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 uh, the I don't know. Maybe it's Aquatic Center. Maybe it's a Lazy River Park. Maybe it's a rec center. We don't really know, Casey, mm-hmm. because, well, we have no information on it. But you're going to find out tonight. Uh, I think it's like 630 at the uh, the mm-hmm. Brownsburg Town Hall. Of course, they only gave you a week's notice to get there. Yes. And they scheduled this meeting on fall break. When It's, it's almost like they really don't want well, public Well, I think input. you've really caught on. And so luckily, Casey, <laughs> we've got a guy that yeah. can tell us all the information that the town is not telling the community about this financially disastrous whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. His name is Brian Jessen, and he spent uh, what he spent. He spent seven years on the Brownsburg Town Council, and he has, well, he got mm-hmm. all the information two years ago that conveniently the community never got on whatever this monstrosity is going to be. He joins us now on the WIBC hotline. Brian, thanks for being transparent because the community won't. Hello? Good morning. How are you guys? I'm great. All right. So, uh, why two, so two years ago, Lord Travis Tashane, high ruler of the town of Brownsburg, council president, you know him, he threw me out of a meeting one time for asking how items Not get on the Not only threw agenda. you
1: out but called the cops. Yeah, on he, had, you. he had the cops
2: escort me out of the meeting. Now, Brian wasn't there. Brian would have put a stop to that, I have no doubt. Uh, two years ago, Travis got a bunch of info on this financial disaster that we'll learn about tonight and did nothing with it. You knew a little bit about this. Tell us why it got shelved for two years years. Well, a lot of what was going on over the last
4: couple of years is when we started exploring the whole rec center pool option, uh, it became more and more obvious that this was a more expensive project than we kept letting on, for lack of the better words. So uh, certain dollar amounts were earmarked to put aside for it that we figured we could afford about an $18 million project to build a pool. And the decision then was made at that point is that we weren't going to do any sort of rec center. We were just going to go with a pool type thing instead of having both. And what happened was, as the project started coming together, $18 million doesn't go very far when you're trying to build a pool in a floodplain. <laughs>
2: so, yeah. so let's point that out, right? He wants to build this right next to the town's sewage plant. Is that right? That's correct. There's some. There's a parcel of land off of
4: 136 on the yeah, west side of town where Travis is just in love with this area, this piece of land, because as he put it once before, he wants to put the pool in a place where kids can ride their bikes to the pool.
2: Next to the sewage plant! <laughs> Does that make any sense? Did you now, look at him and go, you are an idiot? Well, the,
4: the only thing I've ever brought up is, is how would you like to be relaxing the poolside and just smelling yesterday's <laughs> sewage. taco, you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah.
1: A little sulfur,
4: right. maybe. But they're they're stuck on this is the spot to put it. They think this is the best spot, it's the center of town, it'll to get all sorts of attention, whatever they want it from and everything else, even though there's other locations that are or better for this that have Better infrastructure for it and everything else. They just don't want to look at it.
2: Okay, Brian Jessen, our guest. He's a former Brownsburg Town Councilman. He's telling us all the info that the well, the very high IQ, uh, very transparent people on the Brownsburg Town Council won't tell us about uh, this pool. And you're probably not going to learn about it tonight because the financials are so bad. Casey, my
1: my question is, Brian, why did you first explore an option for a pool or a rec center? What was the driving factor to begin with? Well, back when
4: Rob and I weren't talking to each other, we, uh, we went down this path where everybody had always talked about this. This is what they wanted and everything else. So there was the one year I served as a council president. I decided I'd at least open the gate. I'd look at it. We'd, we'd get into the financials a little bit. We'd explore it just to be able to show people you really can't afford it. That it's is a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, it's a bad idea. But it, in in the days of reality, when truth is not as 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 blunt, you know as blatant as it needs to be, you have to put it out there that people can see by the fact that you explored it, you looked into it, you spent the money and went down the the road of talking to financial advisors and everything else. And I think what happened at that point was everybody was still in love with. Uh, the, the the rec center idea the pool idea and everything else where they looked at it as well see we really can't afford it it's going to be more expensive than we thought so we should go forward with it.
2: Okay so basically what you're saying and now we're going to get the story about the park board because this is fascinating about just what a uh, Travis is just an awful 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 representative of the people and we'll tell this here in just a second but you're saying the financials on this and this is why we have not seen these financials because they're so bad they know if people saw them and got a chance to pick them apart, this thing would fall apart.
4: Well, the last couple of years, the, the Brownsburg Park Department has always been the proponent and the leader of, of the base program, which is before and after school care. It's a federally funded program that the schools couldn't do. Uh, they needed help with it. The Parks Department took it on a couple of years ago um, and have made it really successful. In fact, it's it's a revenue center for government at that point where it, it actually makes more than it, than we spend on it. So every time that we've had new councils come on board, we've always talked about, well, we, we need to get rid of the base program. I mean, it's one of these things where government doesn't belong in the child care business. And when you finally look at the, aspect, the the financials of it, you see it's it's not a bad program to be in. We're, we're doing really well with it, and it's actually a very well-used project. Well, as we went down the road of talking about rec centers and pools, it comes up with that your staff's too big. So you've got to figure out ways to start cutting back on some of your staff to be able to afford to do both. And every time that the discussion came up with getting rid of the base program in lieu of trying to create a rec center or a pool, the park board always pushed back and said, no, we we need to keep this going. It's working really well. And then conveniently enough, the park board gets
2: dissolved. Oh! So, okay, so just to make sure we heard, by the way, uh, former Brownsburg Town Councilman Brian Jessen, our guest, uh, telling the truth about what's going on with this uh, financially disastrous uh, city of Atlantis they're proposing in Brownsburg, since the town council won't. So you're saying the park board pushed back and said, wait a second, you can't do both of these. This thing is actually making money for the taxpayers. This isn't going to work. And so, apparently... The answer was to get rid of them. Yeah, Lord Travis and uh, the rest of the good time. Fun gang over there said well you're out of here because you're actually doing something responsible for the taxpayers
4: well if you look at it there was no real public notice i mean the park board themselves didn't find out until 48 hours before the meeting that the council was voting on getting rid of them so it's not like they sat down with all seven members and said hey guys we're we're thinking of doing this we're thinking of downgrading we're thinking of getting rid of this or whatever else I mean, the two other entities that are involved or were involved, pardon me, with the park board weren't even notified either that that it happened, let alone that they were going to do it. They found out after the fact.
2: Boy, I'm not gonna use the word Stalin-like tactics, Casey. But it sounds like somebody objected to Lord Travis's uh, uh, dr- pie-in-the-sky dream of a, a aquatic center, and he he threw him out. Brian, would that be an incorrect, uh, you know, conclusion I'm jumping to? Well, that's that's the same conclusion
4: I'm coming to because not only that, but two weeks after the the park board was dissolved, the parks director
2: resigns. <laughs> (laughs) And see, this is why Brian has such credibility on this and why I'm so glad he's here today. Because, Casey, I've been saying this Mm -hmm. stuff for how long, right? For a while, And it's like Rob's just barking in the wind. Brian was here. He saw the information. And, Brian, you have no axe to grind or anything. You're just a guy who – and part of the reason you left the council is you said, I'm just done with you people and your shady-ass behavior on behalf of the taxpayers.
4: Well, not only that, but two years ago when we started going through this aspect, the original plan that came out – only certain members of the council were able or allowed to see this, This the plan that was brought forward. Uh, I, at this point, wasn't one of them because I was the one that was continuing to argue it mm-hmm. and everything else. The only way I was able to see it was is I actually con- uh, contacted the design firm and everything else and sat down and went over it. The other wait, nice wait, wait,
2: wait, wait, detail- wait, 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 wait. You had to, of your own time, Lord Travis wouldn't give you the information, so you, of your own time, had to go to the designer and go, tell me what's in this. That's correct. Wow.
4: So. so what I found what I found out as I was going through it, Rob, too, was is even a little more sickening. The initial design that was put forward uh, was brought before council leadership at the time to see the design before it was sent to the council. That's pretty standard SOP. That's how it usually works. At that point, the, the council president, uh, our favorite friend, yeah. looked at it and, and said, "Hey, there's something missing from this design." Oh. And they, they talked they, they talked a little bit back and forth, and what it was is the council president rejected the design because it didn't have a lazy river.
2: What the hell's a lazy river?
4: <laughs> a lazy river is something that you can float your, your behind in, is, and it's just you float around, and it, you float back and forth around the park. Oh. The pr- problem with a lazy river is you have to have double the manpower as far as lifeguards to watch this thing because of how expensive it is. Or expansive, pardon me. <laughs> and what had happened was, is once again, then you need more staff. Mm-hmm. So when the pushback came that it didn't have a lazy river, he wasn't going to bring before the council the design without a lazy river. That's when a lot of this got tabled. Now this is not. Me being upset by this, this is the design firm telling me that's what the instructions they were
2: given. Wow. Okay, so I had somebody who is very, very knowledgeable about the design of fields, Because I always hear, well, Plainfield has one. He said, and whatever that's been, 10, 15 years ago, it was $25 million all in on Plainfield. And he said, these people are totally deceptive when they're trying to tell the community $18 million for a pool, no way, no how.
4: Well, that's the other thing, too, is is I've worked in con- commercial construction for almost 20 years of my life. And every time that we were talking about the the construction of where they wanted to put the pool, I kept pushing back saying, there's no way you're going to be able to put a pool up on the hillside in a floodplain <laughs> and spend $18 million on Why, this. this you're of to, yeah, you're going to spend at least 2 or $3 million alone just on site work to make the land it, developable. And every time I would bring this up... Uh, The council president, who is obviously the smartest cookie in the jar.
2: He's a lord. Lord Travis, high ruler. Yes, absolutely.
4: He kept telling me over and over again, I don't know what I'm talking about. Now, in construction, I can find anybody to back me up on what I believe. Yeah. You know, you pay them enough money, somebody's going to tell you. Yeah. But when I had more people on my side, including surveyors and designers, telling me that it would be ludicrous to put a pool in this type of area, they still pushed back and said, you don't know what you're talking about. We can get it done. It won't be as close to the, to the uh, sewage plant as you think it is. It'll be well on the floodplain area, <laughs> everything else. So it just got to be ridiculous.
1: Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about <laughs> is what they were saying. Well, that's, that, that's like me trying to tell you
4: guys you don't know how to do radio. Yeah.
1: Oh, don't go there, Brian. My last question for you, how do you expect the public input meeting to go tonight? Quick. i think what they're going to
4: do and this is this is standard modus operandi that they do you know that that travis likes to do they're going to put together a presentation it's going to take about 20 minutes uh and then they're going to for lack of a better word stand up and say does anybody have any questions but they won't take questions as a public forum they're going to have you come look at some standouts or cutouts or or documents and let you just ask questions quietly back and forth and give the the input that you need to your elected representatives oh, rather did than I, getting anything on the record.
2: Did I call it Casey mm-hmm. or did I call it? Is this not I told you exactly what they yep. were going to do because this is exactly I mean, how the school did the referendum yes. thing. They don't want everybody to hear each other's questions because then you start thinking.
4: <laughs> well, when, when they updated the park plan, Rob, a couple years ago, their, their, their philosophy was, well, put stick boards up, and if this is what you really want, you could put stickers on the board to say this is what you want. Mm-hmm. So if the board that had the most stickers, that's obviously what the people want the most. We didn't put any dollar signs next to it or anything else yeah. like that. And, of course, I love you know chocolate ice cream. I want it the most, but my body says I can't have it, but I'm not going to continue to eat it just because, well, I like it.
2: Oh, Brian, uh, before I let you go, I'm going to make a statement, and then you can say accurate or inaccurate, okay? And then we'll, we'll let okay. you go, because you've shined so much light on what's going on with this thing. All right, so the proposed city of Atlanta slash aquatic center <laughs> is going to be a financial disaster. The town is not being transparent about the cost. There are all certain sorts of hidden traps in putting it next to a sewage plant, and it will never make money. True or False. I fully agree with that statement. Brian Jessen, you are a national (laughs) treasure. Thank you, my friend, and uh, it's always good to talk to you. We'll talk to you soon, guys.
1: You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 1036. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. This is normally the portion of the program. We turn it over to you with your voicemails. We have bumped you. We're going to hear from you at 1130 because we have to devote this segment to ill-advised, foolish, laughable, ludicrous behavior, naive, perhaps.
2: Well, our theme for the hour, Casey, and we said when we started the hour, is uh, we were paying tribute to some of the dumbest, most ridiculous people alive. Mm-hmm. And we started with Joe Biden mm-hmm. and then we moved our way to the Brownsburg Town Council. Yeah. And so now we're going to kind of continue that theme. And you, you, are fabulous listeners, you um, are neither dumb nor ridiculous or so we didn't want to lump you in with that so right. eleven we'll play the voicemails i saw this on the interwebs yesterday mm-hmm. and it's just we need to we need to play this casey yeah so this video is of i don't know you saw the video right mm-hmm. would you describe her as reasonably well assembled
1: yeah yeah, okay. she's an attractive right. young woman. This is a
2: Kev. Have you seen this video? Yeah, you had to pull this audio, so you saw this. Too. Yeah, I saw it. Oh, would, you, would you say reasonably well assembled? Uh, she's all right. I mean, it's probably like a Broad Ripple six, right? <laughs> I mean, if we're if we're throwing if we're throwing numbers out at people, yeah. So I mean, this, okay. There's a certain. What, my point on all this, and the single men out here will back me up on this. There is a certain level. Uh, what is it? They call that hot to crazy hot, ra- crazy
1: matrix yeah ma- the matrix yes thank mm-hmm. you the
2: guy with the the diagram yeah and in this case the, the hot to complaining whining etc ratio and her level of what you're about to hear nowhere her, her and i don't know disappearances casey so i'm just having sure. to go from the notes i took for all those years in broad ripple like right. i have a notepad of various yeah. notes and 3 a.m. thoughts that I jotted down. So I, to do this segment, I went back to the notebook and I started pulling out some of my own scales and metrics and weights, et cetera. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I would say, based on that, as again, it was very hard for me because I just don't notice people's appearances in any shape, form, or fashion anymore. I would say, as a Broad Ripple 6 this level of complaining nowhere near worth the juice. What what is it? The juice is not worth the squeeze. Thank you. But we can learn from this because this woman purports to be 25 years old Mm -hmm. and she is livid that At 25 years old, she doesn't make $200,000 a year, and she racked up a huge amount of college debt that apparently is not helping her get that $200,000 a year. Yeah,
1: she's mad that she doesn't have a job making the amount of money that she feels she is deserving (laughs) of. Hey,
2: welcome to radio!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's not far off because I think her degree is in marketing. So,
2: <laughs> and just good luck the, with that. Just the entitlement from this woman, and since our segment, our hour is some of the dumbest, most ridiculous people alive. Just the, the the entitlement from this woman. We she fit right in, so we had to put her in the hour. Go.
5: I have a bone to pick with America. So I'm headed to my serving job. I hate it. I hate it. We why I make more money serving. I have my literal business marketing degree that put me in acute $80,000 in debt and I make more serving sushi rolls because I've been applying to marketing jobs for weeks now and the, the pay cut is insane, insane. But the jobs that are like acute 150 dollars to 200000 a year, I'm not getting those. I'm a 20, almost 25 year old, my birthday soon, almost 25 year old chick going against, you know, corporate ass America, people with so much experience. All I got is my degree. You know, people say, get your degree, but then they don't talk about how you need experience. The degree was the experience. <laughs>
2: Okay, Kev. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play out a couple things with both of you because you, you and Casey have very different life experiences, and you can both serve a purpose here. Kev, I want to start with you. Imagine what was that? There was some application you showed me the other the other day. Oh, Hinge. Hinge. Mm-hmm. Now imagine you have seen this woman on Hinge. You have somehow arranged—I don't know how it works—but some sort of meet and greet of some sort. And you sit down with her, and you <laughs> say, "Hey." tell me a little bit about yourself and that is what you're met with at what point do you just say I've i'm sorry the Yeah, i think i've been poisoned <laughs> i have to get out of here quickly
5: yeah if it's like a very one-sided yeah. conversation mm-hmm. uh yeah i'd probably give it maybe about 10 minutes
2: because it's not that hey i'm I'm frustrated in my position at work. I'm frustrated, hey, the degree, I think I have a degree and it's just not panning out. I'm looking for a new pathway. I'm trying to, you know, chart my own course. You know, those are all reasonable things to have. That was, that is, I mean, that response, that's just... Mm-hmm. That's not going to end well for you if that is the woman that you meet at the coffee shop.
1: No. She sounds very entitled, and she's driving around in a luxury car. She's wearing some nice clothes. She's drinking her Starbies and recording her rant on a nice cell phone. All right, Casey. So not feeling too bad for her.
2: Casey, now this is your portion of the segment. Yeah. You spent many years in management, mm-hmm. which meant you were in charge of hiring people. Mm-hmm. So you have an opening. Let's just pretend it's something marketing instead of radio. Yeah. And this uh, Broad Ripple Six <laughs> comes in and sits down, and you say, "Hey, tell us a little bit about yourself." Mm-hmm. And this sort of attitude, she maybe doesn't rant because she wants what you have to offer, but you're going to pick up on the similar sort of attitude, mm-hmm. right? And that, how is that going to play out for you as the employee, employer decider?
1: Well, I think you have to judge the PETA level. The PETA? PETA, PETA P-I-T-A. Oh, PETA. Pain in the... Oh, yeah. And you have to make sure that the PETA level yeah. is not higher than your are worth.
2: Isn't it wild that dating and working are basically have the same way of deciding whether you should engage with someone or yeah. not? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy?
1: Because Kevin and I are talking about the same thing. Yeah. The PETA level for him would be too high to yeah. date. The PETA level for me would be too high to employ.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So you have to look at that. Now, I will say she did seem very positive when she mentioned that her birthday was soon. <laughs> So, she, maybe she's thinking she might get some money for that.
2: Now, don't even start that because before uh, Casey, <laughs> I worked with someone who had a birthday month. Yeah. So, an entire the, month. The That's,
1: that's high maintenance. Over exaggerate,
2: yeah. over, overly uh, enthusiastic about your birthday is just not a thing that really endears me to anyone. But, you that's know, fair. I will
1: say, okay, the experience, the degree was the experience. No, they say typically you have to do something for 10,000 yeah. hours before you become an expert at it. And I will put it out there just to shock and amaze all of our. Our listeners, now I have been employed in the radio industry yeah. for 30 years mm-hmm. now. My first full time radio job, hold on to yourself, yep. you want to know what I made? How much? And I got paid the big
2: bucks yep. comparatively 14.5. Uh-huh. $14,500? $14, Fourteen five. dollars what fairness, I got paid. when in that, what was that, 1968? <laughs> no. Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> it was 19, what? No, 94. I was going to say,
2: when you factored in yeah. inflation from the 60s, I mean, it was probably, you're doing, pre- but obviously, clearly, <laughs> I was off by a few years. Yeah, so,
1: so for everybody who thinks, oh, these radio yeah. people, these TV people, these marketing people, they make all sorts yeah. of money. Not when you start see, out.
2: See, I... I I can only think of one actual job interview that I went on where it wasn't like we're very interested in, as long as you don't show up with nine felonies on mm-hmm. your record we're not going to hire you. And so I like I was self-employed for years. Like the job here wasn't like a job interview like tell us why you would be a good talk show host. Well there's like 3 years of tape of me doing talk radio in Central Indiana. You know. So the one job I did apply for though was the lottery. And, I, right. and I've told this story before. I am ter- I was terrible at that. I thought it was great, but I, I went in there and I thought I'm going to wow them because everyone loves humor. And I sat down and I said, hey, before we begin this, begin this little back and forth here, I've got a, a question for you guys. And they're like, oh, question. Yeah, we like questions. And I said, what, what's your question? I said, tell me just how rigged the lottery is. <laughs> and I got... I just got nothing, mm-hmm. so
1: I don't. You knew that
2: wasn't the job I, for I really, you. I really haven't been on many actual like interviews, so I don't know how I would do. But I feel like I would do better than this, than this Broad Ripple Six.
1: Yeah. Well, it seems to me that the degree was the experience. Yeah. That is something that a lot of people are catching yeah. on to when it comes to education.
2: Yeah. That they're, they're lying to you about yeah. the expectations. Yes. All right. Let's take a break. Okay. You know, uh, this, this entire hour is dedicated to some of the dumbest, most ridiculous people alive. And in this case, and I hate to do this, you're not being dumb.
1: You're going to put me in that group? You
2: no, know, you're not being dumb, but you are being ridiculous because Casey uh, is in love with someone. And the reason she's in love with this guy is just beyond ridiculous. And I, it is so bad. I'm going to need help. So Hammer's going to have to join me okay. to take this task on. All
0: right. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love
1: it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Jason Hammer in the studio. I hear a rumor that there will be a 100% Hammer and Nigel program on
3: the air today. Nigel mania running wild this afternoon. Back after his latest hiatus, Mm -hmm. uh, trip to rehab, anal bleaching, whatever he had. Uh, He is back (laughs) on the show today. Love it. Mm Now that was Hulk Hogan's theme song, right? Real American. Rob, you and I talk wrestling quite a bit yeah. on this program, mm-hmm. so I get the thinking: with Halloween right around the corner here, mm-hmm. what if we combined uh, my love of wrestling mm-hmm. with Halloween mm-hmm. and we put our movie company, Hammer and Nigel Films, behind oh, yeah. the project sure. in 1994 filmmakers went missing in the woods and their footage was found a year later. I just want to apologize to Mike's mom and Josh's mom and my mom. I am so, so sorry. That footage became the movie The Blair Witch Project. I'm so scared. And it made a crap ton of money.
1: (laughs) The low-budget horror hits already brewed up over $108 million.
3: And now, the story continues. Woo! Hammer and Nigel Films present The Flare. Witch Project, starring the nature boy, Ric Flair. You're talking to the Rolex, wearing diamond
4: ring, wearing, kiss-stealing, are dealing limousine wreck,
3: jet flag son of a gun. Doing anything he can to survive, Ric Flair tries to seduce the witches.
4: Ladies and gentlemen... Take a look at it. Learn to love it. I'm not going anywhere.
3: Watch as Rick struggles in the woods against villains like Chris Christie.
4: And you are fat boy. You don't like that, do you? Let me tell you something, fat boy. You don't like it? Do something about it.
3: The Flare Witch Project coming soon from Hammer and Nigel Films. To
4: be the man. <laughs> You gotta beat the man, baby. And
3: right now, woo, I am the man. <laughs> oh,
2: That's good stuff. The
3: Flair Witch Project. Good job. From good Hammer job. and Michael Films. Yes. Oh,
2: okay. Uh, you're, Casey is mm. being totally ridiculous. You are, <laughs>
3: not,
2: you are just, I mean, you know in the cartoons mm-hmm. when the cartoon lady would fall in love with another cartoon character, Mm -hmm. and their eyes would have hearts that would just pop out of their head. That is Casey with the Notre Dame quarterback, (laughs) now that he shaved his face. Sam
1: Hartman, yeah. So, Hammer texted you and I an article about how he shaved his beard. And I know how you have a little thing for old Sammy. Well, you know, and I had to check out the picture with him beardless, and wow, he has a very distinct jawline, and... Looks good, I man.
2: described Casey in a way that I cannot say on these airwaves, but did you feel that was a fair description given what you've seen here today?
3: Based on the text that we cannot mention, it yeah. was 100% accurate. Uh, kind of getting a little bit of a uh, Wooderson vibe
2: <laughs> yeah. from Casey here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how much of it is because he plays for Notre Dame? Like if you saw the same guy and he played for Miami mm-hmm. or he played for, you know, SMU. Or what yeah. if he
3: just worked at AutoZone? Yeah,
2: would you feel the same way? <laughs> yeah, good question, Hammer. Yeah,
3: he's a
1: good-looking guy okay. no matter what. No matter what team, for sure.
2: Because like, yeah. part of my affinity for Katy Perry is I love the song Teenage Dream. It's one of my 10 favorite songs. Is she actually that good-looking? No, but when you couple her decent assembly with the song Teenage Dream, mm-hmm. I put her on a higher pedestal than she should be in terms of my thoughts of her. I just wondered with him if he were the quarterback for, say, Minnesota would you view him the same? Yes.
3: Okay.
1: Yes. I mean, have you seen the headlines about this? Sam Hartman's new facial hair look is turning heads. Sam Hartman ditches patented beard. Everyone's making the same joke about Sam Hartman's new facial hair. Watch Notre Dame Sam Hartman missing signature beard. I mean, it's everywhere. You are Stifler's mom right now.
3: <laughs> you are 100% Steve Stifler's mom right now. <laughs> it's not that big of an age difference. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, She's (laughs) like, maybe my daughter would like to date him. (laughs) Let's get him in the family somehow. There's a genre for that, right, Rob? What's coming up this afternoon? I think Nigel's back. Yep. We have that and
1: the biggest stories of the day. Thank you, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC.